5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. 30 minutes after 8. The Premier of South Australia, Stephen Marshall, live in the 5AA Breakfast studio with us. Good morning to you, Premier. Good morning, Will. Good morning, David. Thanks for joining us, Mr Marshall. Um, we want to kick off by talking about a story. We were saying before, it, it frustrates us that it feels that as a community we can absorb the ongoing horror of the road toll and treat it as just being one of those things. We've seen this horrible crash yesterday that clearly was completely avoidable on Torrens Road where a 23-year-old man lost his life. What's your message to the motorists of, of South Australia? Well, my message is obey the laws. I mean, this is one of the big problems that we have in South Australia, especially with the advent of uh, mobile phones, people using phones while they're driving, people going above the speed limits. That's one of the reasons why we significantly increased the penalties in the most recent state budget. Um, We really need to send a very strong message. If you're doing the wrong thing, there have got to be consequences. Um, There is just tragedy after tragedy on our roads. If we look at the statistics at the moment, they are just, they're just frightening. Uh, And so we've got to be very, very clear uh, that you do the wrong thing on the roads in South Australia, uh, then you're going to suffer the consequences. Uh, I've also got to just uh, point out, though, that we are significantly looking to improve our country roads in South Australia. And when we look at the statistics, there's massive over-representation on our country roads. And it's one of the reasons why we're trying to deal with the urgent backlog of roadworks on our on our country roads. I certainly wouldn't want to even sound like I'm, 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 I'm entertaining the idea that governments can be blamed for these things. Ultimately, they're about personal responsibility and, and personal behaviour. But do you think that we are doing enough in terms of the messaging? I mean, there have been criticisms about the changes to the Motor Accident Commission and, and so forth. Are we at a point where um, the, 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 the system of warnings and educational campaigns that we use... Um, is that still up in the air or are you happy with the direction that 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 part of this whole debate is going in? No, look, I'm really happy with the the direction that we've gone there. I mean, some of our political opponents have talked about uh, the fact that that they've been out there saying to people we're cutting spending. In fact, we're not. We're increasing spending in this area. And our message is very clear. People that are doing the wrong thing need to pull their head in. They need to do the right thing on our roads. If they don't do the right thing on our roads, there are going to be consequences. Of course, we have to have positive messaging and we'll put that onto our screens and educate drivers that they've got to do the right thing, um, but we've also got to have consequences, and there were very significant increases in penalties to those people that are doing the wrong thing on our roads in the most recent state budget. I think last time we spoke to you, in in the context of land tax, you were talking about this being a consultation period. You've now made an announcement with regard to that policy and made some changes on it. How'd you get the numbers so wrong in the budget in terms of what would come in receipt-wise? $40 million was what, what's written in the budget. $118 million is what's revealed this week. And it's what allowed, it's allowed you to bring forward the change to the top-end bracket of land tax. Where did that go wrong? Well, the Treasury advice was that we would bring in $40 million from aggregation. That was pretty similar to the advice that they'd provided to the previous government, that they had provided to the people of South Australia in their tax uh, reform agenda that they ran in 2015. They said then it was $30 million. Uh, four years later, we were predicting that it would be $40 million. Uh, but we, what we did uh, by uh, announcing and not implementing it on the 1st of July was buy ourselves some time to consult, uh, to do lots of cross-tabulation with other databases that exist across 
uh, Australia, listen to people about the relativities between the systems that operate in Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, uh, and we've been able to come up with uh, now an accurate model and a much better system for land tax application in this state. Has it damaged your credibility, though, in, in negotiating with developers and people that are affected? Because they will now say, well, hang on, you've previously said this was, this was the context in which we were debating and negotiating this thing. You've found more money you can find more money again to, no, to wind back things like aggregation. No, we were very clear with the sector when we announced that we weren't prepared to put it through on the 1st of July for exactly the reasons that I've outlined. And so we did consult and we said that if more money could be brought in, we would uh, bring down the rate of tax, uh, land tax, uh, well, certainly the, the top marginal rate in South Australia. And that's exactly what we've delivered. We said we would bring it down, we'd accelerate uh, that rate reduction if we could, and that's precisely what we've delivered. And we've gone from having a completely and utterly unacceptably high uh, land tax rate in South Australia, 3.7%, uh, down to the national average or the mainland state average of 2.4%. And that's great news because it's going to be able to attract more investment dollars into South Australia. And that's the reform. That's the reform that we've been pushing for. Is that the end of the negotiation? You're done now? Well, it's out for public consultation. It'll so it could out change for again. Public consultation until October the 2nd. Uh, and then we plan to bring it to the Parliament on October the 15th. Uh, we want to get it through before Christmas so that we can uh, load uh, all of the information that's required to process this on the 1st of July next year. And we want to do that mm. because, let's be very clear, this is a tax cut, $70 million tax cut over the next three years. It's going to get the state economy moving in the right direction. Do you think, though, that the, 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 the critics of, of aggregation are going to accept it? I mean, less so the internal politics on North Terrace, but the, the, the Theo Morrises of this world, the Sam Shahins have been out there saying this is a huge hit to the property market at a time when South Australia can, can least afford it. Do you think that the reduction of 2.4 should just kill off all those criticisms? Well, I've been overwhelmed by positive comments since we announced our position on Monday night. Uh, look, there's not, it's not to say that there won't be some people that are disadvantaged, but 92% of private investors will end up better off uh, under this uh, arrangement that we've put in place. 75% of company groups will end up better off under this arrangement. We will go from a nationally uncompetitive rate of 3.7 down to 2.4. But it is a reform, and with reform, there are winners, there are losers, there are... Um, there, are, there is always complexity, and that's why uh, we've been up for it. Uh, we haven't buckled at the knees like Labor would. They kicked this can down the road because they knew it was tough. And the first sort of whiff of any sort of dissent, they just sort of crumble. Well, the reality is this is a reform that's been needed in South Australia. We've been nationally massively uncompetitive. 3.7 means that people from interstate looking to invest in South Australia say, I'm not going to come here. The, the, the land tax rate each year is over half my likely yield. I'll be investing in other states. And so, therefore, our property values in South Australia, I think, have been suppressed because of this land tax setting that Labor put in place. They were happy to have 3.7, the highest in the nation. Now we're going to be at 2.4, lower than Queensland, uh, lower uh, than Western Australia, and at the, or the average of the mainland states in Australia. And I would like to go further. I would like to go further because we're about removing that tax burden. We've demonstrated that with payroll tax, the third tranche of the stamp duty uh, concession in South Australia uh, with the emergency services levy position that we took. We are about removing that burden and getting the economy growing. Has, has this issue uh, consumed you too much for the last few months? Because in terms of 
its relevance to the average punter. This is this has been a bit of a bit of a all in sherry fuel stink at the Adelaide Club, hasn't it? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not exactly like our text line has been melting mm. with the average person going, yeah. "Oh, aggregation! They've got to fix this, or they've got to change this." It's 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 gone on forever. Has it has it taken your your eye off the ball in other areas? No, not at all. Uh, look, the reality is this is an important reform, and we're happy to uh, put. Uh, time towards this issue. But my job as the Premier of South Australia is not just responding to those that yell the loudest. That's not what politics is about. It's making sensible decisions in the best interests of the overall state. And that's what we've got. We've got a balanced position, which is going to stimulate economic activity, bring investment dollars into South Australia, stop the bleed of investment dollars out of South Australia, because people said that it was too expensive to be investing here, uh, and overall it's going to create jobs. Have you been personally annoyed by the tone of some of it? I mean, there's not there's at all. Been people saying dumb and dumber. There's been ad, ads running even here on on Five AA. I was going to get shares in Five AA. Quite frankly, there's so many protest ads that you've been running lately. I thought that it would be a good investment to make, but I'll probably have to declare it. <laughs> we should discuss that off air. Hey, can I ask you as we let you go? Have you had time to reconsider your comments regarding? the unemployment situation in South Australia. And what have you made the comment again that there is no problem whatsoever? I think you need to look at the overall interview. Um, employment growth in South Australia has been strong. We've created more than 15,000 jobs in our first 17 months. That's nearly 1,000 jobs per month. It's over double what Labor were achieving. But we have this peculiar situation in South Australia where um, significantly larger participation is occurring. Now, people have got their different theories on why that is occurring. I believe it's because people are saying, do you know what? This economy is moving in the right direction and I want to be part of it. So last month, I think there were nearly 9,000 additional people that said, I'm going to start looking for work in South Australia. We still had employment growth last month, but we had very significantly high participation rate. I think it was at 63.4%. The all-time record in South Australia is 63.8%. And I want to blow that out of the water. I want every single person who wants a job in South Australia to get one. Now, of course, that creates more of a challenge for us in government to continue to grow the economy. And that's precisely why we have got the ticker to deliver these important reforms that are going to create more economic activity and ultimately more jobs for South Australians. Premier Stephen Marshall, thanks very much for joining us in the studio here at 5AA Breakfast. Thanks, guys.